Hey love, welcome to another episode of the Modern Day Peter D1 Woman with your host, Crystal Ngamezi. Hey girl, what's up? How are you? I know, I know, before you come for me, before you judge me, I know I've been gone for a few weeks, but I had to take time to step away and be with the Lord. God has been, he's been elevating me spiritually. He's been endowing me with, with greater anointing. And I needed to step away to receive this this new level of endowment from the Lord. I'm excited to bring this podcast episode to you today because I asked the Lord, I asked God, what did he want me to talk about today? And this is what he gave me, the once saved, always saved principle. Now, before I get into this podcast episode, I know there may be a, a lot or a few of you who have received this doctrine. And so I, I want to pray a special prayer for you that God would loose the hold of Satan over your mindset that would cause you to reject God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. I bind the hands of Satan right now in Jesus name that you will be able to receive the mouth of the Lord. This is a principle that when I used to be in churches who preach this, I always felt off in my spirit and I never dug into it. And since I've been, you know, meditating on scripture and diving deeper into the word and receiving revelation from God, this is an area that God wanted me to talk about today. Now, to give you context as to where this is coming from, I was, if you are new to the podcast episode, hey girl, welcome. On this podcast show, we go deep, we talk about real stuff and we keep it a hundred, right? Um, I would encourage you to listen to previous episodes where I give more context into my life and my backstory. Um, If you've been here for a minute, you know, I talk very openly and candidly about, you know, my time spent with the Lord, walking with God, my encounters, battling demons, you know, this, that, and the third. So I have a very vast knowledge of the demonic realm because God is calling me in to be an intercessor, to intercede on behalf of those who are um, held and bound by, by Satan's hold and by the grips of Satan. I too was once bound and held by the hands of Satan and God delivered me. And because God delivered me, he is using me in this time, in this season to deliver others, right? So my anointing calls for deliverance and intercession. And that's why God has given me an anointing for, for prophecy to move in the prophetic. It's to intercede on the behalf of others. Amen. And so because of my history and my walk with the Lord, I was watching something like on YouTube, right? I, lately, I've just been very interested with deliverance um, ministries and, you know, just educating myself on that. And I was listening to somebody, I think it was on TikTok, this young man, he was talking about the movie Come Out in the Name of Jesus, I believe it's called. I haven't seen it yet, but, you know, I would like to because I've heard so many testimonies of people being delivered from that movie, like in the movie theaters, people having demons cast out of them, right? And I was very intrigued by what this young man was saying. He is a Christian and he was saying, you know, giving his testimony on how he got delivered from demons as a Christian in the movie theater. And I, I asked God, I was like, Lord, I was like, so you can have the Holy Spirit and have demons in you at the same time? And here is what God told me. God, these are like God's words. When I asked the Lord, this was the Lord gave me through his Holy Spirit. God told me there is a truth here. Demon possession is about an overthrow of power, my dear. 
If the Holy Spirit takes authority in a vessel, that person cannot be overthrown by a devil. If that same person decides to reject my teachings, a demonic spirit or entity will inhabit them. Once saved, always saved is not biblical, dear. I say it several times in scripture that if someone turns away from my word, they will be cast out into outer darkness and burned in an eternal lake of fire. Okay, these are the words of the Lord. This is what God told me when I asked him that simple question. Oh, you can have the Holy Spirit and demons at the same time? That's all I asked God, and this is what God told me. And so when God told me this, I said, ooh, I said, oh, oh, okay, God, you open up, you open up a bag and God wanted me to deliver this word to you. And so in this episode, we're going to go into what God wanted me to talk about. There is a whole debate. I like to watch debates because I'm very interested in the psychology of people, like what makes people believe certain things, what makes people think certain ways. And I've watched debates over this subject. And so I'm going to be giving you scriptures from both ends of the, the, the debate right? The people who believe in once saved, always saved, I'm going to give you the scriptures they use to basically agree with that theology. And I'm also going to give you the scriptures that go against that theology. So I'm giving you the scriptures so that you can take these scriptures, read them in context for yourself. Amen. Because on this podcast show, we speak the Bible, we speak the truth, and we study to show ourselves approved. No more biblically illiterate, biblically ignorant Christians in God's house. God is about us being built up in his word. He's about us studying scripture, understanding the proper interpretation of scripture as interpreted by the Holy Spirit, not man's own ideas and testing every spirit. So I want you to pray over this podcast episode that God confirms to you the words he's given me to deliver to you because God will always confirm his messengers. Okay, I want to encourage you and I want to pray that you do not receive words from anybody because the Bible said in these last days, the days we are in, there would be many false prophets and many false messiahs. God has shown me himself, pastors, teachers, influencers who are operating in the demonic, who are giving out false words and false doctrine. And if we are not careful by studying the word of God for ourselves, we would be led astray. The Bible said in the last days, if God did not cut the day short of the tribulation, even the elect would be led astray, would be deceived. Amen. So I don't want you to just receive these words. I want you to write down these scriptures, study them for yourself. I want you to pray for the Holy Spirit to interpret them for you. And I want you to pray for God to confirm that I am his messenger and that he sent me to deliver these words to you. That's why I prayed over this before I even gave it to you because the equipment I'm using, the enemy has been trying to restrict me from delivering this word to you. That's how important it is. Because for for some of you, this is keeping you bound. This false theology, this false doctrine is keeping you bound. And the Holy Spirit wants to set you free. So if you've been here for a minute, you know, I changed up the flow. I want to thank those of you who have been leaving reviews for this podcast show. Thank you for your obedience to the Holy Spirit to support this podcast show by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, uh, I can't, I don't have the review up right now, but 
for the young woman who left a review saying that this new structure with the the new you know scriptures you know giving you more scriptures changing up the flow has been helping you to get closer to jesus amen sister thank you for that your reviews bless me so um i'm gonna be giving you a lot of scripture in this in this episode because it's very important especially for those of you who have received and believed the doctrine of once saved always saved so for the people who believe this doctrine to be true they believe in this this idea that you know if you go to church if you say a sinner's prayer you're good you're covered you can do whatever you want you're saved by grace it doesn't matter what you do you're covered um i'm gonna give you three scriptures that you know people who believe in one saved always save use to agree with their theology okay um there are more scriptures you can look up but these are the three main ones um the first one comes from the the book of john chapter 10 verses 27 to 30. now this is jesus talking it says my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me i give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand my father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand i and the father are one right so again this is jesus talking so this is jesus's words he's communicating that those who are truly in him no one can snatch them out of his hand right and so if you take this scripture and you compare it to the words that god gave me at the beginning of of this podcast that i mentioned to you what god told me what god was communicating to me was that he has given us free will right? Which means God has given humans the ability to choose and make their own decisions. And so when God encounters us and we submit ourselves, we submit our will to his will, right? That is that um, surrendering, right? I talked about in the previous episode, when we, what it really looks like to be born again. When we surrender our will to God's will, we are accepting Jesus Christ to come into our lives, right? That's a decision that every believer has to make for themselves. People can pray for us. They can intercede for us. But at the end of the day, we have to make that decision to say, yes, God, I submit to your will. And so what God was communicating to me when he told me that one saved, always saved is not biblical, especially with this scripture that I just read to you in John chapter 10, verses 27 to 30, God is communicating that, yes, no one can snatch you out of my hand, but I will not take away your free will. If you choose to disconnect from me, I am not going to go against your free will. Okay. And so what we have to do whenever we hear certain things being said, especially when it comes to scripture, we need to go read the context of the scriptures being used. That's why I tell y'all, read the whole chapter, get the full context. Because to use this scripture to affirm the idea of once saved, always saved, is to not include a person's free will, a person's decision to choose. And what God was telling me was that if somebody chooses to disconnect themselves from me by disconnecting themselves from my word, that's their decision. And I'm going to give you the scriptures that communicates that in the same Bible. All these and these scriptures come from the New Testament because you'll have a lot of people, especially right now in this day and age, who are twisting scriptures and they're taking a lot of scriptures in the New Testament and they're making it mean something it was never meant to mean. 
So the scriptures I'm giving you are coming from the New Testament as well <laughs> to, to, to come against those type of people who teach in that way, who will take scriptures and twist it to mean something else. Okay, so let's go to the next scripture of, of what people who believe in one saved always say. They go to these scriptures. The next one comes from Ephesians chapter one, verses 13 through 14. It says, in him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Now, if you listen to the previous episode, Born Again, which if you haven't, I encourage you, go listen to that episode. It's very important. We understand that when we truly submit our life to Christ and we truly lay down our will to receive the will of the Father, we receive the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of our inheritance. Okay, that's what it truly looks like to surrender to God's will. So if you're calling yourself a Christian, but you have not received the gift of the Holy Spirit, you have not truly surrendered your life. You have not truly repented and you do not have a, a guarantee that you are sealed. The Holy Spirit is the guarantee of the seal of your salvation. That's 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 pivotal. That's very important. There are a lot of people who call themselves Christians who don't have the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you are not in Christ. You have a knowledge of Jesus, but you don't have Jesus living on the inside of you because the guarantee of that is the Holy Spirit. And how do you know you have the Holy Spirit? You should have at least one gift of the Holy Spirit as written in, in the Bible. There's a whole passage in the Bible that talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I have a whole episode on this podcast show entitled, like, I think it's called, What Are the Gifts of the Holy Spirit? So go listen to that so you can know what scriptures those are if, you, if, you, if you're new here and you're new to Christianity and you don't know what that is, okay? So if you're calling yourself a Christian, you should have the Holy Spirit and you should have at least one gift of the Holy Spirit as mentioned in scripture, amen? That's very important. So in this in this passage, again, we're 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 hearing and we're reading that, you know, when we make that decision to make Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of our life, we receive the Holy Spirit, which is a guarantee of our inheritance. So God is he's sticking to his word. If you if you accept me into your life, if it's real, you repent and you and it's a true desire. You believe me with your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. He will come into our vessels with his Holy Spirit. And that's what happened to me when I truly surrendered and laid down my life to Christ. When I received the Holy Spirit, I received deliverance instantly. <laughs> I was attached to several demons. I had a lot of demons in me that I didn't know about because wasn't nobody talking to me like this. And when I received the Holy Spirit, I received an instant deliverance. I literally felt unclean spirits leaving my body as the Holy Spirit came into my vessel. And this confirms, this scripture confirms what God told me at the beginning of this podcast show. When, I, when, when God said, um, demon possession is about an overthrow of power. If the Holy Spirit takes authority in a vessel, that person cannot be overthrown by a devil. So that's what happened to me when I encountered God for real, for real, right? When the Holy Spirit came into my vessel, all the other spirits that was in me had to come out. They had to leave because I was with my mouth and with my heart posture communicating to God to come into me and take over. 
take dominion. And that's what the Holy Spirit did. And when the Holy Spirit entered into my body, all the other demons, they had to flee. They had to leave. Right. So this scripture confirms what God told me at the what I gave you at the beginning of this podcast episode and what happened to me in real life in real time. Right. And so this other part that God told me where he said, if that same person decides to reject my teachings, a demonic spirit will inhabit them. We're going to get into scriptures that support what God told me. Right. So let's stay here, though, with we're still on the side of one saved, always saved. Right. I gave you two scriptures that people use who believe in that that doctrine. This last scripture comes from Romans chapter eight, verses thirty seven to thirty nine. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. That's a powerful statement, powerful passage. Amen. And so this passage is is interesting because it communicates that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. This communicates God's love, which is true, right? It's not talking about salvation. It's talking about God's love. And especially now in this time where people are using God's love to affirm sin it's very important for us to be knowledgeable about what God's love is. God is never going to go against his own word, right? God loved us even when we were sinners, right? The Bible talks about how Jesus died for us even while we were sinners. That's how much God loved us. God loved us so much. He gave his only begotten son to die on the cross for our sins, right? So yes, God loves us, right? When we sin, when we don't sin, you can't work your way into God's love right? Whatever you do, whether you are obedient, disobedient, God loves you because God is love. For God not to love will go against his nature. But just because God loves us does not mean that God is going to go against his own word to appease our rebellion and our disobedience. And that's the issue. People are using, oh, God loves us. God loves us. God loves you. Oh, it doesn't matter what you're doing. God loves you. God loves you. Yeah, God loves you. And God is he is in agreement with his own word. God is just, God is never going to go against his own word. And when you hear doctrines and you hear messages where people talk like that and they preach like that, and they never talk about repentance, they never talk about sin, they never talk about God's judgment. That's a very dangerous place to be because people are cherry picking the parts of God that they like according to how they interpret God's love. And that's a very dangerous place to be in. So we have to understand God's love and we have to understand God's order. God is loving, but God is not in disorder with himself. He's not going to go against his own word to appease your fleshly desires. And he's not going to go against your will. Just because God loves us doesn't mean that we love God. And the issue that has been with mankind since the beginning of mankind's creation has never been about God loving us. It's always been about us loving God. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Hello? So when we preach God loves us, that's an important message. But you also have to preach the rest of God's character. 
God is just, God is sovereign. God never goes against his own word. God will just the, judge the righteous and the unrighteous because he said so in his word, right? We have to understand the fullness of God's character so we don't misinterpret scripture by taking out the parts that we like about God, the parts that sound good to us, that let us sit and settle in our sin and not the fullness of God that gives us a full picture of God's character and who he is. God is light. Yes, God is love and God is just. And the reason why God communicates to us the things, hey, do this and don't do this, because God loves us, right? A good parent disciplines their children. A good parent communicates to their child what to do and what not to do because they love their child. And they know that if their child does certain things, they're going to be put in danger, they're going to be put in situations that are going to be dangerous to their health, dangerous to, to their life. And that's how God is with his children. He's a good father. And so we can't see God's you know, words as a rule book. We have to see it as God's love. And, and you have to be careful when you listen to preachers and pastors who preach God's word when it comes to, you know, like, you know, living in sin, not living in sin. Pastors who preach God as if he's like um, this like authoritative rule book, do what he says. If you don't do what he says, da, 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 da. like as if God has a side to him that is not just like like the, the part of God that is disciplinary is not loving. That is not the spirit of God. Thank God that God disciplines us. <laughs> Thank God that God corrects us. The Bible says that God disciplines those whom he loves. God's discipline is God's love. God's correction is God's love. And anybody who was preaching a message to you that goes against God's discipline and God's rebuke and God's correction for his children is a liar. And the words they're speaking are meant to speak words to you that'll cause you to be led astray and led into temptation into the hands of Satan because they are trying to appease their flesh. They don't want to they don't want to agree with God. So they're preaching messages that affirm their iniquity. And you have to be careful about the seeds that people deposit in the garden of your mind and the garden of your heart, because that which is planted will be watered. Either you have a, a seed from the Lord, which is truth and is biblical with the Holy Spirit's interpretation, or you have a seed from Satan that has been given to you by men who twist and manipulate scripture for their own benefit. And you have to be careful about the seed you are allowing to be sown into your life because every seed planted will grow. And the Bible says that God is allowing the wheat to grow with the tares. The wheat will be kept for the harvest and the tares will be burned. That's why we go through a process of purification so that all of the wheat, all of the tares in us, God burns through the process of purification. That's why tribulation is good for a believer to, to uproot any seeds, to cut down any trees that have been sown in unrighteousness, whether through experiences that we chose to do outside of God's word or through people who spoke words over us that became seeds deposited in our garden. We have to be careful with those who we're listening to. And yes, this includes social media. 
God has been calling me to speak up about influencers on social media who are twisting the words of God. Just because they dress cute and they say messages that you like does not mean that God sent them. And you need to be able to look at the fruit of everyone that you're listening to. Everyone who calls themselves a believer better be walking in the fruits of the Holy Spirit. They better be walking in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They better be bearing fruits of the Holy Spirit as aligned with scripture. You need to look at the fruit. Jesus said you will know them by their fruits. So before we continue, I have some very exciting news. I just released my new book called The Modern Day P31 Woman, a testimony of hope, perseverance, and breakthrough with a 40-day devotional included. Now, this book is very, very, very special. Okay, first of all, it took me about eight years <laughs> to, to compile the, the story for the contents of this book because this book is a story of my, my real life my life with the Lord, you know, these past eight years, um, or the past eight years, I should say that I've been walking with the Lord in the wilderness, um, my experiences, you know, overcoming depression, um, breaking generational curses, you know, battling, fighting with demons, like getting through persecution, dealing with, you know, people possessed by witchcraft spirits and spirits of divination, you know, dealing with manipulators and all the things in my bloodline. Like when I say my life has been a movie, my life has been a movie. And after surviving everything with the Lord, you know, God called me to write this book and it's special because it's the story of my life. It's my testimony. And for a lot of you who are new here, you may not fully understand me as a person because you don't know my story. And so if you've been curious as to how I became who I became, why am I so zealous for the Lord? Like, who is this girl who's saying all these things and talking like this and moving in the, in the flow of the spirit like this? Like this book explains why I am the way that I am, how God has shaped me, how God has molded me through the seasons of my life that I have gone through, the mistakes I've made, the things I've learned along the way, the hurdles I've overcame, you know, I've overcome is, is because of the Lord. And sharing my story with you through this book allows you to go deeper into my life, into my past and previous struggles, into understanding my history and my bloodline. And again, why I am the way that I am, why I go so hard for Jesus, it's because of what the Lord has done in my life. And my life is a testimony because if it had not been for the Lord, I would not be here. And so um, I am encouraged by the writing of this book because I didn't know I was going to write a book, <laughs> you know, until after, you know, I survived these crazy eight years with the Lord. And I included this 40, a 40 day devotional because God gave me the words for this devotional seven years ago. And at the time when God was calling me, he was calling me to write so much and I didn't really understand why. And I didn't know why God was calling me to write certain things they were very specific and seven years later I now understand why gave, God gave me those words it was prophetic and when you read the devotional you're gonna feel as if I wrote it this year <laughs> and I guarantee you I wrote that stuff seven years ago but when I was reading over it I was like wow this is what's going on today in this season and that's how God works. When you move in the prophetic, God will give you insight into things that 
you may not fully understand and recognize at the time that he's giving it to you but in time you will see the manifestation of those things come to pass and so this book is prophetic it is inspiring it is informative it not only shares my story for you to connect with my life and the things that god does and the way that god moves but it is also a tool used to equip you for the next season that you're going to be coming into. Um, For those of you in the season right now where it may be hard, it may be meek, um, you may be going through some things that are tough and challenging, this book is going to help you understand that you are an overcomer in Christ. And there is nothing that God has allowed for you to go through that he's not going to take you through and navigate you out of. Amen. And I am a living testimony to that fact. My life is a testimony to the faithfulness of God. And so head over to amazon.com, search the modern day P31 woman. You can also click the link in our show notes to go directly to the site. Get the book. If you are a, a listener, you know, you you want to support this podcast show, you have an opportunity to support this podcast show by grabbing that book. Um, I want to encourage those of you who you know that you you need this in your life and you listen to this show the episodes bless you god doesn't just want you to be a hearer of this ministry of this podcast show he wants you to be a supporter a participator in what he's doing in the earth and you have an opportunity to not just glean from this podcast show but to support this podcast show and so I want to encourage you to grab the book the kindle version and the physical you know book is available so you have options um get it for you get it for your friend your sister in christ and leave a review help the book to reach more women that this book is called to um share it with me when you get the book like dm me online or dm p31 online or send us an email so i can connect with you there and I'm excited. Um, I know this book is going to bless you because I've experienced so much persecution over this book. Girl, what I tell you, Satan did not want this book to be written. He did not want this book to be created. He was so threatened by the words of God in this book that are meant to inspire, encourage, and equip you that this book was almost not written. That's how serious this is. So, This book is for you and I'm excited for the way God is going to use it to bless you and to edify your life and to build you up in him for the things that he has called you to do. And I'm just thankful to be a blessing. My life is not my own. And before we all came here, God knew us and he spoke of us, right? We are the manifestations of God's word. And so as this book is a seed that will be planted into your life, I pray that the Lord ministers to you through it, that he reveals to you the hidden manna of it. And I pray that he continues to water the seeds he's already planted in you through this podcast show, through this ministry, and that it brings increase and a harvest and exponential growth in the spirit. Amen. This book is created and called to break some things off of you. You're meant to be equipped in the Lord. You're meant to walk in power and in purpose. Amen. Your life is not meant to be beneath or below the idea that God has set out for it to be. You are meant to walk in all of the fullness that God has created your life to be. And this book is a tool that God wants to use to build upon that, to build you up in him, to edify you in the spirit and to encourage you through your walk with him on your journey. 
Amen. So I'm thankful for this book. As you can probably tell, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. It took me a while to put this together. So go get the book and God bless you for supporting this ministry by getting the book. God bless you for supporting this ministry by leaving a review for the book. And amen. As you go through the devotional, um, I want to encourage you to not just be a hearer of the word, but to be a doer of the word also. Amen. Now let's get back into the show. All right, sis, you still here? You still here? We good? All right, let's keep going. So now let's go on to the other side of, of, of the conversation, right? So I gave you the scriptures that people tend to use, those who agree with the doctrine of once saved, always saved. Now we're going to go into the scriptures that affirm that this doctrine is not, only is it not true, it's not biblical. That's what makes it untrue. It's not biblical, okay? Now, God gave me a lot of scriptures for you. I have about nine scriptures. So I'm going to try and bullet through these scriptures, write them down, okay? I don't want this podcast episode to be three hours long, all right? So this first one came to my mind as I was studying these scriptures. This scripture is one of my favorite scriptures. If you're looking for a scripture that just like very well articulates the nature and the character of God, the function of God, this scripture is it. It comes from the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11. It says, the saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Yo, when I first read this scripture, I was like, bars. This, like, literally for years, I had this scripture, like, pinned on my refrigerator because it's just so well articulated the nature and the function of God. Okay, this was Paul writing to his protege, Timothy, who Timothy was being, you know, built up by, by Paul to lead a church. And Paul was communicating to Timothy, this saying is trustworthy. If we died with Christ, right? Jesus said, anybody who wants to follow me must first deny himself, pick up his cross and follow me, right? What does denying yourself look like? It means like dying to your flesh, dying to your own will, what you want to do, how you see a thing, your own wisdom, your own knowledge, pick up your cross, the thing that God is going to use to purify you, to make you look more like Jesus and follow Jesus. What does it mean to follow Jesus? It means to follow Jesus's teachings. Jesus is the word of God made flesh. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. God is his word. Jesus is the word made flesh. Anybody who says they love Jesus, but they don't obey the words of God is a liar. How can you love the word, but not obey the word at the same time? No, you like the idea of Jesus who you've made up in your mind, the Jesus that died for you to do what you want to do, which is not the Jesus of the Bible. Okay. People who talk like that and live like that literally don't read the Bible. And I used to be one of them people right? If you've been here, you know, right? I used to be one of those people who just said stupid things because I, I didn't read the Bible. I was biblically ignorant, biblically illiterate, and stupid things came out of my mouth because I didn't read the Bible for myself. I just listened to what people were saying. And when you actually read the Bible, you realize what people are saying 
is not in the Bible. <laughs> That's why on this podcast show, I'm very, very, very intentional about giving you what's in the Bible. I give you the scriptures. I say, go read it, sis. Go read it in full context, sis. Read the whole chapter, sis. Read the whole book, sis, so that you are not one of these biblically ignorant believers walking around saying stupid things that are not even found in the Bible or are misinterpreted from the Bible. Okay, it says if we die with him, we will also live with him. God will live through us when we deny ourselves, we will, when we allow ourselves to be spiritually matured by the word of God, by the will of God and by the way of God. We will live with God. God will live in us. If we endure, if we endure through tribulation, if we endure through the tests and trials that come to test our faith in Jesus, we will reign with him. There is power. There is authority. After Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, when he overcame the temptation of the devil, the Bible says that he walked out with power. There is power attached to you enduring and overcoming temptation. That's why the enemy wants you to keep falling into temptation because the enemy wants you to be weak. He wants you to have no authority and you have authority in Jesus Christ. That's why we have to overcome because there's power in overcoming. That's why a lukewarm Christian doesn't have any power. They haven't overcome anything. They haven't overcome temptation. They haven't overcome that sin. They haven't overcome that sinful lifestyle. They ain't got no power. Demons walk around them and ain't nervous, ain't scared. The demon better be scared of you. When demons come around me, they know who I am because I've casted them out. I rebuke them in Jesus and I've sent them back to the pits of hell where they came from. They know who I am. They tremble when I come because they know me in the spirit because I have overcome with Jesus. There is power and authority in the name of Jesus and there is power and authority when you walk with him. When you overcome, how can you be an overcomer if you ain't overcame nothing? We got to stop being weak with our faith. Put it to the test, God says. Test me in this thing and see it that I am not true. If you truly believe in Jesus, you better be overcoming some things with Jesus. You better be dying to yourself with Jesus. You better be living and walking this thing out in real life with Jesus. That's a real believer. They don't just say a thing, they walk it out and they bear fruit. There's evidence that follows them. There's signs and wonders that follow a believer, not witchcraft, not signs and, and doctrines of demons. We got to know the fruit. We got to judge the fruit. We got to test the fruit. We got to test the spirits in these people walking around claiming to be believers, but they're walking with demons. Come out of that. Come out of that mindset, that double-mindedness. There's power and authority in the word of God. And we have to walk it out. We have to seek it out in Jesus name. We got to walk it out and realize there are people who are assigned to your life, assigned to your walk, assigned to you walking in the principles and the statutes of God. Stop bowing down and bending down to Satan because of fear. I rebuke the spirit of fear of your life right now in Jesus name. I break the hold in Jesus name. You shall not fear. You shall come out, come out of that mindset. Come out of that limited mindset. I cast it out right now in the name of Jesus. You shall live and not die. Hallelujah. We have to walk this thing out in real life. If we deny him, if we deny Jesus, how do we deny Jesus? By denying his word. 
The Bible says in the last days, there will be men and women who will have a form of godliness, but deny its power. They're not walking in God's words. They ain't got his power. You deny Jesus when you are disobedient to God's word. And the enemy doesn't want you to know that. He wants you to believe in the doctrine of once saved, always saved. He doesn't want you to know that you have choice. You have free will. When we choose to deny Jesus by choosing to go against God's word, the Bible says if we deny him, he will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. Faithful to what? Faithful to his own word. Just because you don't believe God's word doesn't mean that God doesn't believe his own word. God is faithful to his own word because he cannot deny himself. That's why we need to know it and we need to walk it out. That's why the the preaching of repentance is so important. The enemy has diluted pastors' mouths, pastors' tongues from speaking about repentance to not offend people. You're not offending people. You're offending their demons. I came here to offend somebody's demons and cast them out in the name of Jesus. We have to abide by the principles and the rules and the stats of God's word because our freedom is in it. Our freedom is in it. I loose every tongue that's supposed to be speaking and preaching the word of God. You shall not fail, says the Lord. Put your trust in me. I will build you up in me by building you up in my word, by giving you clarity and understanding of thought, wisdom, guidance. Amen. God is raising up soldiers in this time, people who are not going to bow down to Satan. They're going to tell Satan who he is and where he's going underneath our feet, says the Lord. The enemy has been bound and ordained to be below your feet. You shall tread on the head of serpents, God says. Understand your our authority in Jesus Christ. We are called to reign with God in glory. God has given us authority. Demons ain't got no authority and no access to a real son and child of God, a real daughter of God. Open up your mouth, says the Lord. Proclaim my goodness. Proclaim my good works out of your mouth. Stop being silent when I've called you to speak. As a CEO, founder, Christian entrepreneur, coach, and an author, I've made it my mission to help purpose-driven women break out of fear and turn their God-given ideas into brands and businesses. Need a coach? I love to help you build something great. Click the link in our show notes to learn more. Let's move on to the next scripture. The next one comes from John 15, 4 through 8. Now, John 15 is a very important passage of scripture. When I was going through pruning, right, I was constantly being tested and persecuted for being obedient (laughs) to God. I used to be so confused. I used to be like, God, I'm doing what you say. Why are you out here letting me go through stuff for being obedient? And God led me to John 15. And reading John 15 really changed my perspective on God and my theology, how I used to be taught in churches and how God was teaching me now to really understand his character, understand his grace and understand his love and authority. So in John chapter 15, verses four through eight, these are the words of Jesus. Jesus says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, 
you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Now, this is a very jam-packed scripture. Okay, I'm gonna try and go through it real quick. If you've been here and you listen to other episodes, we've already talked about what it means to pray in the name of Jesus, right? When Jesus says, you know, um, uh, to ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. He's saying this after he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. This is talking about alignment with God's word. So Jesus is not saying, say whatever you want to say, ask whatever you want, like I'm freaking Santa Claus and I'm going to give it to you. No, he's saying, when you abide in me and my word abides in you, okay, then what you ask, because then what you ask will be in alignment with God's spirit. There is a oneness that God is talking about here. When you are one with my word, my thoughts become your thoughts. We become one. And when you ask for a thing, it's what I am giving you to ask for. And I'm going to accomplish it because I gave it to you. Okay. There's a spiritual alignment. That's why obedience is better than sacrifice. Okay. If you've been on this podcast show with me for a long time, y'all already know how I get when it comes to obedience. This generation is very disobedient and rebellious. And God is calling us back into alignment with his word and his true teachings of the Bible. That's why all of this false doctrine, all of this witchcraft is coming up to the surface because it's going to be a purification process. Whenever something is being purified and metals are being purified, the, the elements in it that are impure rise to the top as the heat increases. So as the heat is increasing in the climate of our world, as we're seeing darkness at an, at an, at an all-time high, we're seeing deception at an all-time high, God is increasing the heat so the impurities rise to the top so they can be removed and burned. That's what Jesus is talking about here. He said, if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered, the tares are gathered and burned, thrown into the fire. This is what God meant when he told me, when I asked him at the beginning of this episode, I told you what God told me. He said, once saved, always saved is not biblical, dear. I say several times in scripture that if someone turns away from my word, they will be cast out into outer darkness and burned in an eternal lake of fire. So John 15 verses four through eight confirms the word that God gave me. This is very important because there are people who have a spirit of divination who will tell you, oh, I had a dream about you. I had this dream. I had this dream. Test the dream. Because the dream better have scriptures that, that align with it. I've literally met people who had a spirit of divination, who were in churches, who thought that God was giving them dreams, but they didn't test that spirit. And it was the devil. God would tell me that dream did not come from me. That dream came from Satan. So you better make sure if you're listening to someone, or if you are someone who you have dreams or you you know, God, you think God is talking to you or somebody said, God talked to me. They better have a scripture that confirms what God told them. That's why I'm giving you the scriptures that confirm the words that God gave me. Because even when God gave me that word, I was like, oh, oh, 
God, that's pretty serious. And then God let me wear straight to scripture. Okay. Straight to scripture. And every dream I, I give you guys of prophecy, I give you scripture. This is very important because there are people who will come and lie to you and you'll think they have a gift of the Holy Spirit because they have a dream. You think it's a prophetic dream and it's not a prophetic dream. It's a spirit of divination that is causing them to be deceived. Okay. That's why I'm giving y'all scriptures. Let's keep going. Okay. So we are on the side of why once saved, always saved is not biblical. This next scripture comes from Hebrews chapter six, verses four through six. It says, for it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift and have shared in the Holy Spirit and have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the age to come and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance since they are crucifying once again the son of God to their own harm and holding him up to contempt. Now, this passage requires context. So I would encourage you to go read the whole chapter of Hebrews chapter six so you fully understand. I can't go into everything because I have so many scriptures and this episode will literally be three hours long. So to keep this episode short, we have to understand that someone can be enlightened and fall away. Judas is an example of this. Judas was a disciple of Jesus. We forget about Judas. Hello, Judas was a part of Jesus' ministry and Judas betrayed Jesus. We, we forget that part. J Judas was at the last supper with Jesus and Judas betrayed Jesus. Judas made a decision to betray Jesus. Judas allowed the enemy to come into him and tempt him with money. And Judas chose money over Jesus. Okay, so if Judas can do it, anyone can do it. Don't think that because you go to church every Sunday that you cannot be tempted to make a decision to go against the Lord. Again, when we go against God's word, we are going against Jesus because God is his word. Jesus is the word made flesh. This is why God is always calling us to repentance. This is why God will send prophets to speak a message of repentance, to bring people back into alignment with God's word so they are not cast out into outer darkness. When you choose to disobey God's word and you keep disobeying God's word, you're making a choice to break your contract with the Lord. That's your choice. It's not God saying, oh, I'm gonna just throw you away because you, no, you are choosing that. You're making that decision. That's why it's important for you to not have false teachers in your life, to not be hanging around people who just wanna sin, sin, sin. You, you have to understand the dangers of that lifestyle. That's why reading our Bible is important and going to God in prayer and, and asking God, like, God, confirm to me this stuff. Make it real. Show me the areas in my life that I am not submitted to you. We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest with God because there are too many fake Christians who are not honest. And God cannot use you if you are not honest. How can we expect God to heal us if we're too prideful to ask for healing? Until I was willing to ask God to, to save me and to heal me, I didn't receive it until I was willing enough to lay down my pride and ask for it. And God gave it to me. All right, let's keep, mo let's keep going. 
And the next scripture comes from Hebrews chapter, chapter 10, verses 26 to 31. It says, for if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has trampled underfoot the son of God and has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has outraged the spirit of grace? For we know him who said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. This is why the Bible tells us to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And I'm going to give you that scripture with um, the, the meaning in the Greek behind what that says. Because what is being communicated here to us as believers is we have to pay attention to our walk. We can't just be sitting around here being ignorant, thinking that, oh, I said this in this prayer. I'm good. I can do whatever I want. I'm covered by the blood. You're covered by the blood when you're in covenant. When you're in covenant with God, you obey his teachings. You walk in his word. If you're not walking in God's word, you're not walking in his covenant. You choose to, to disconnect yourself from God. God didn't make that decision. You made that decision. That's why it's important for us to not be ignorant to Satan's devices. Satan would love for you to think that you can just do whatever you want and you covered by grace. That's not even biblical. That's literally not in the Bible, like li literally. That's why I'm giving you all these scriptures to read. So we have to understand what God is communicating to us as believers. When you choose to allow me to come into your life and you make a covenant with me, it's a blood covenant. It's, it's, we're under the covenant of Jesus's sacrifice. His blood covers us from the powers of sin. So if you believe that Jesus died for your sin, then why are you continuing to live that lifestyle that Jesus died for you to be able to overcome in him? We overcome in him, not by your own strength, but by the strength of the Lord. That's why obedience is better than sacrifice. Obey God's word and you will overcome in your life. And if you're struggling with something, be honest with God and say, God, I'm struggling with this area. I'm struggling with this thing. Because for a lot of you, you are trying to break generational curses by yourself. You need the Lord to do that for you. And God is saying, give it to me. Be honest with me that you're struggling in this area. Give it over to me and I will break it for you. There, are, there were things in my life that took years to break. And I, I had to be honest with God and not, not act like, oh, you know, it's just this one thing. No, no, no. That one thing can keep you from your inheritance. Is it worth it? Give it up to the Lord. God is commanding us in this time to give it up to him, give it up to him, give it up to him, give it up to him. Let God wash you clean through his purification process. Amen. This next scripture comes from Philippians chapter two, verses 12 through 13. It says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work 
out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Now, when you look this scripture up in its original language, this is in Greek, right? The Old Testament's original language is Hebrew and the New Testament's original language is Greek. It's very important for us English speakers to understand the Bible's original language is Hebrew and Greek. So when you read the Bible in English, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're going to be reading it carnally. And that's where a lot of people go wrong when they misinterpret scripture. They read it carnally. That's why you need to have the Holy Spirit to understand the Bible spiritually. And you need to be under a covering when I gave my life to Christ in 2014. God led me underneath the covering of a ministry with a pastor who operated in the prophetic. So I have always been covered in ministry. I haven't just been out here on my own doing my own thing. Okay. And after that, I was underneath that ministry for a long time because God told me to, to be underneath that pastor. He told me to. And when my time was done there, God has now moved me underneath an apostle someone who who God is using to communicate the deeper meanings and the deeper relation of scripture as given to apostles in the time when the Bible was written. In the time when the Bible was written, it was written by those who were apostles, those who were disciples of Jesus Christ, and they passed on their teachings to their students. And those students were to keep that same teaching, which was the interpret the original interpretation of God's word. And what happened, this is going deep, what happened in 325 AD, you can look this up in your own time, was the Council of Nicaea came, which was when Roman Catholicism came into, you know, the teachings of the Bible. And that's where we get all this mixture and all these 30, over 33,000 denominations, all this paganism in our, in our, you know, Christian churches. Like, where did that come from? It came from the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD. So when you go to the early teachings of, of the Bible from the original early church fathers before 325 AD, when you read their books and you read their letters and their interpretation that came from those who were underneath Jesus's teaching, you get the purest interpretation of the Bible. The Bible was never meant to be interpreted by man. It was always meant to be interpreted by the Holy spirit. So when you're listening to pastors and preachers and teachers who interpret the Bible based on their own understanding, they're giving you a false word, a false Jesus, and a false Messiah. As the Bible talks about what it prophesied will be done in these last days. So the words I'm giving you are important. They're not meant to be, to be like played with. God is telling us in this time, stop playing with my word. My word is going to be used to judge you. So you better understand what I'm going to be using to judge you by. When we abide by God's word, we abide in him. He gets to live through us and he He grow, the seed grows in us. That's why it's important for you to pray about every person you come underneath in ministry, in church. That's why I always tell y'all, pray over this message. You better make sure that God sent you here. Because if God sent you here, he sent you here for one of two reasons. To be rebuked, <laughs> For a demon to be cast out of you because you're playing around with his word and you're playing around with scripture or because you're seeking to go deeper in him and he wants to give you context to his words. He wants to give you understanding. He wants to lead you into a deeper relationship with him. That's why I go deep in these messages. That's why I go deep here. 
If you listen to the first episode of this podcast show to now, you're going to see the progression and the intensity of the words and the messages God has been giving me for you because the times are accelerating. We're coming into the end of things. We're coming into the apocalypse of things where God is revealing to us truth and God is speeding up the time. He's accelerating things. It doesn't matter when you come in, just come in now. That's why I told you in a previous episode, if you need to repent, repent this year, repent today, repent now because judgment is coming. God is going to judge the earth and he's going to flood the earth with his spirit. We can't play with this thing because God is serious. He has always been serious. This next scripture comes from Revelation chapter 22, verses 19. It says, and if anyone takes away from the words of this book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. This comes from the book of Revelation. Revelation was a revelation given to John, a disciple of Jesus Christ, right? So what is being communicated here, Jesus is saying that if anyone takes away any of the words of the prophecy in this book, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city. So you cannot be taken out of something that you weren't originally placed in. People in the book of life in the holy city are those who are in covenant with God. So if you are in covenant with God, your book will be written in the book of life, right? You'll be in the holy city, right? So if God is saying, I'm going to take you out of that, that means that you were once in it. So if once saved, always saved is a thing, then how, why is God saying that I'm going to take you out of what you were put in? And again, nobody can snatch you out of God's hand, but you can make the decision. God is not going to go against your freedom to choose. God let Adam and Eve make a decision and they chose wrong and there were consequences for the decision. And Jesus had to come to restore because of what man did, making the wrong decision. God is not going to hold you against your free will. We choose to break covenant with God. We choose when we choose to disobey God's word. That's why repentance is important. Repentance means to change your mindset, to turn away from, turn away from disobeying God's word and turn to obeying God's word. Turn away from walking in your flesh to walking in the spirit by obeying God's word. You need the Holy Spirit to walk this thing out. This is not meant to be done in your own strength or by your own wisdom. That's why God gave us the Holy Spirit. That's why the Holy Spirit is called the helper and the comforter. You need the Holy Spirit's help to walk this thing out in real life. Amen. This next scripture, Matthew chapter 7, verse 22 to 23, it says, On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Who do you think is going to be saying we prophesied in your name and we cast out demons in your name? People in the world or people in the church? Read that scripture in full context. All right. And this last scripture comes from 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. It says, as he does in all his letters, when he speaks in them of these matters, there are some things he's talking about Paul. This is Peter talking about Paul. There are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction 
as they do the other scriptures. You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. This is Peter talking about Paul, right? When you read the books of Paul, he's Peter is saying there are people who do not understand what Paul is saying. So they will take what they don't understand. They will twist it and it'll be used to their own destruction. The modern day P31 woman now has a membership community. Receive new member-only podcast episodes each month, plus unlock access to all episodes by becoming a paid member today. Click the link in our show notes to subscribe. So to conclude this message, because I know this is going to be a long one, but it's very, very, very important. And I've experienced great tribulation to create this episode for you because it's very important. And it's one of the the like many areas that Satan has had his hand in, in the church when it comes to this doctrine of once saved, always saved, because the way it has been used is to keep people in a place of bondage, to keep people from repenting from their sin, because in their mind, they believe that as long as they believe Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior, they can sin and be good. But if you really believed that Jesus Christ was Lord and Savior, you would be obedient. And if you are struggling, you need to give that area over to the Lord by being honest with God and asking God to help you. Not continuing to live in sin because you think that you're good because somebody said so and you didn't test that spirit and you didn't look up the scriptures for yourself. That's why I'm giving you all of these scriptures. I know it's long, but it's necessary. Now, I I didn't get to... um, give you the interpretation um, in the Greek for Philippians chapter two, verses 12 to 13. Um, The scripture that says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. When you look up the word work out in the Greek, it means to finish to produce, to bring about. So you'll see, you'll find another scripture in the Bible that says, God shall complete the work that he started in you. These two verses, like they're in agreement. God is going to work through you, but you have to allow him. You have to let God work through you, through his word. The word is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. That's why you need the real word that's sharp, not a dull word that is dusty. Iron sharpens iron. Hanging around lukewarm Christians is going to keep you dusty. You need to be around people who have the true knowledge and the true word of God, true biblical understanding the teachings that Jesus gave down to his apostles that are given to apostles and prophets because we're in communication with the Lord through his Holy Spirit. Amen. And when you look up the word salvation from the same scripture in the Greek, salvation here means deliverance, rescue. So what's being communicated in this this passage is that God is going to work through us to 
finish, to produce, to bring about our deliverance. Salvation is a process. When you understand the Hebrew and you understand, you know, the Greek, there is this understanding in scripture. There's a past tense because God lives outside of time. So when it says you, you, you know, you're saved or you're you're saved like from the understanding of God's perspective because God lives outside of time he sees the end from the beginning so God knows who's going to finish the race that's why you will see some scriptures where it says saved in a past tense but you'll also see other scriptures that say will be saved or shall be saved which means there's a process to be completed there's an understanding that in the future god sees those who truly endure to the end to be saved and when we are living in time it's a process that we go through that's why the bible will say work out your salvation but it'll also say if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth you shall be saved there's a process salvation is a process it's a process that's why the Bible says those who endure to the end shall be saved. There's an endurance that's attached to true salvation. And anybody who does not preach that is, 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 is a hindrance to the body. And God is going to remove them. He's going to remove the tares. He's going to remove those pastors and those preachers who are preaching false doctrine to appease crowds, to appease sin, to appease flesh. God is bringing it down in this season. So when you start seeing pastors fall like lightning as Satan fell like lightning, don't be surprised because it's the Lord that's doing it. There's another passage of scripture I didn't get to give you. It's from 1 John 2, 19. It says, they went out from us, but they were never, they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out that it might become plain that they all are not of us. And this scripture we see in this time, the people who God is allowing it to be revealed that they are not really of us. They went out from us. That means they were with us, but they went out from us. So it will be made plain. They were never really with us. So you have to be careful who you're listening to. Stop listening to pastors who are popular, but they're not biblical, says the Lord. Test every spirit. Judge by the fruits. You shall know them by their fruits. A bad tree cannot produce good fruit, and a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. One saved, always saved is not true because this theology takes away a person's freedom to choose. We choose. The Bible says we love God because he first loved us. God will always love us. But we still have an option to choose. <laughs> God has not taken away our freedom to choose. You can choose to be in covenant with God and you can choose to not be in covenant with God. And when you choose to go against God's word and God's word is according to his covenant, you are choosing to break covenant with God, not God. You are choosing to be disobedient with God, not God. And when you go against the word of God, God has to be faithful to his own word. Because even when we are faithless, God remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. 
God does not choose to divorce us or throw us away. We choose to separate from God when we decide to no longer live in God's word, his principles, and his will. It is a decision that man makes, and God will not overthrow a person's will to leave him. If you want to leave God, you have that choice, but you need to understand the choice that you're making. Did you enjoy today's podcast episode? Do me a favor and head over to Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast streaming service that you use and leave us a rating and review. Doing this favor for us and doing this favor for me, your girl, will help us to reach more women who are in need of the messages, of the encouragement, of the inspiration, of the life that God has put in these words to help you and to help those who he wants to reach. This is ministry. This is a global podcast ministry. So I would ask that you continue to lift the Proverbs 31 Women's Organization up in prayer as we continue to be obedient to the calling, you know, on my life and on the life of this organization and that you will help us and support us and partner with us um, to have these messages reach the world and to reach all over the globe by rating us and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast streaming service that you use. I would appreciate it and we all would appreciate it and it will be an opportunity for you to be obedient and to partner with what God is doing in the earth. Thank you for listening and I hope and pray to talk with you again soon. Bye.